This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This on? Hello? Hello? We're all science people. Science! Exactly. We know it's a good idea because it's lasted. We can teach kids and they get it. There's chemistry in here. There's biology in here. It's in whiskey. It's in ice cream. It's in who you fall in love with. That's the recipe for success. We can make the world better for everybody. Starting now. Welcome to Science Rules. I'm your host, Bill Nye. This is the show where science rules. Now, it's a call-in show. If you want to be on the show, and I hope you do, the number to dial is 470-ASK-BILL. That's me, 470-ASK-BILL. Keep up with me on the electric internet to find out when to call. And as always, you can also send us your questions and comments at askbillnye.com. And I am joined, of course, once again by science writer, editor, my dear friend, Corey S. Powell. Hello, Corey. Oh, Bill. How are you? It's great to be here. Today, I'm looking for an expert. Well, Corey, you know, we have experts on every show. I mean, keep that in mind. But as I always say, everybody you'll ever meet knows something you don't. But today, it's a little different because we have an expert on expertise right here. And that expert is writer, comedian, actor, former cheesemonger, self-proclaimed judge. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you John Hodgman. Hello, it's me. Oh, please. No, no. This is a standing ovation. Ah. It's my pleasure to be here. Are you? Look, I'm sitting in a room. Everyone should know this. I'm sitting in a room with Bill Nye, the science guy, hero to hero to all. Uh, not to all. Not hero to many. Hero to Very most. many. Some. Hero to most. And uh, also Corey, who is the husband of my family physician in Park Slope. Oh. So anyway, John. Yes. You are an expert on so many things. I am an expert on expertise, and I'm an accidental expert on expertise. Now, how, how does one pursue this pursuit? You, Like most things, uh, you fake it until you make it and then break it. I started out. My comedy writing career, writing books of fake knowledge, complete world knowledge that were compiled in almanacs that I wrote that had complete lies in them, but presented with a, with a deadpan straight face as best you could in a book. A so, de- deadpan writing. Yes, exactly. So in my, my very first book, the areas of my expertise, uh, I, I wrote, for example, instead of a common trivia book uh, rubric of the nine U.S. presidents who were addicted to cigars or whatever, 
I wrote about the nine U.S. presidents who secretly had hooks for hands. And I wrote a story, <laughs> a story like for each captain, one of them. The captain and the, and the... Yeah, like a pirate. It was a secret history of like, oh, yeah, you know how we all forgot that like nine U.S. presidents actually had hooks for hands? Like, we don't talk about it. <laughs> no, we don't. No one talked about Franklin Roosevelt having a hook for a hand <laughs> no. because it wasn't considered the press protected him at that time. Those were a different era. Yeah. Okay. When I read those books of yours, yeah. I'm struck that... You need some real expertise to come up with fake expertise. The, the joke sure. doesn't work unless there's already a foundation. How much real expertise do you need before you can fake it? Well, look, I, I was born and continue to be a strange-only child. That is to say, a member of the Super Smart Afraid of Conflict Narcissist Club. I had a strange childhood where I would run home to listen to fresh air on public radio. Wow, that's exciting. And read books of trivia and just absorb, you know, absorb as much junk trivia as I could. That that was my Well, my claim about addiction, trivia. and it still is. I'll read Wikipedia all night long because I just find it fascinating. Weird stuff. So I claim and see if you, in fact, you could be a judge of, of this claim. Uh, that's true. That's yeah. part of, part of I, my remit. I'm, I'm hopeful that you'll be a judge of this claim, that the more trivia you know, the more you know. That in other words... In order to keep track of many small, uh, seemingly small facts, you have to have a framework. You have to have a tree on which to hang the ornaments. Yeah, I think that that's true. I think that trivia creates – trivial facts create an outline of the universe or a uh, – uh, 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 as you say, like if you look – if you have just all the, the, the shiny ornaments, you see the shape of a tree. There you and, go. And that – you said it better than I did and I just re- – I restated it and now I'm the expert in saying that. For people who don't know who I am, and there are there are some weird, there are the weirds know who I am, the normals may not. So my name is John Hodgman. I wrote a series of book of fake facts that put me onto the Daily Show with John Stewart for almost a decade, where I portrayed their resident expert, their resident authority on all world knowledge, regardless of what topic they were discussing. They could bring. I was the resident white guy in a tweedy jacket who could pontificate and mansplain before we had that term. Uh, on why on why uh, why uh, 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 economics is called the dismal science, <laughs> which is it's known as the dismal science, and it's not it's not named for nothing. It's named for Sir Eustace Dismal, who was the <laughs> the British economist who was the first one to propose uh, m- making smokestacks out of children. Uh, during the industrial revolution, but they realized it wouldn't work because if you made the smokestacks out of children, who would you get to clean them? So that uh, uh, yeah, you need this mice. Is, or... This is so much better than what I told my daughters that Samuel T. Lampshade invented the lampshade. <laughs> sure, it's a cla- look. It's a classic joke. <laughs> it's pretty good. But as you but as you say, like it, you, you, you have for that joke to to work, and it arguably did on the Daily Show when I made it. You have to know a little bit about the 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 dark history of the industrial revolution, or at least seen a production of Oliver Twist or something like mm-hmm. that they used children to clean out smokestacks and uh, that was a dark a dark time it was a dark a, a sooty sooty dark time so, it was it was a sooty city <laughs> so uh as we uh digress you and i met yes at a wedding that's right and i wasn't sure whether you were going to bring this up bill why well, I, I have yeah and it's here it is was Too it late bad now. i mean we didn't get married at the wedding no no we no. did not get married at the wedding it was uh, <laughs> our mutual friend we, yeah we met at our own arranged wedding <laughs> we're older we're older men who wear glasses this is how the illuminati propagates itself it's like let's put nye and hodgman together so martin you... garrow's getting married you and i are sitting at the table after the the morning after brunch yeah 
It was lovely. It, it, well, yeah, this is a story. I, I, I casually ask the table as I do. Does, is anyone here really into waffles or cast iron pans or both? Because I had been wandering around this town and I wandered into a sort of a junky antique shop and saw a Griswold brand cast iron you, waffle A Griswold iron. brand. And I, I collect cast iron, vintage cast iron well, pans. look at you. Of course you do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So with that said. So I said, does anyone, someone should buy this because I'm not going to buy it. And Bill Nye says, you should buy it. You like this stuff. And I said, you know, Bill, thank you. Uh, but I, uh, I I don't eat, I don't eat waffles. I don't like sweets. This would be a, a headache to get home. And I really would love to share it with someone else. And Bill Nye then said, no, you should buy it. It would make you happy. And I'm like, Bill Nye, are you telling me you know my own mind better than me? And Bill Nye was like, yeah, totally. And I got totally bullied by Bill Nye at brunch. <laughs> But did you go back and get the dog? Of course on? not. Of course not. I wasn't going to bend. <laughs> Cotton bend. Yes. I wasn't going to bend Give to your will. This pressure. Well, I should, you know what I should have done? I should have bought it and sent it to your house. That would have shown me. What the story is telling me is that uh, we have a judge and we have Bill Nye, the uh, the life advice giver. Yeah. Uh, we have some callers on the line. I think we need oh. to oh. give some yeah, callers sorry. some advice. And well, Corey, Corey, you mentioned an important thing. I'm not on The Daily Show anymore. I'm, mo- I'm mostly known now for my podcast, the Judge John Hodgman podcast on Maximum Fun, where I hear disputes and give advice. Mm-hmm. And my new book coming out that I have to plug. You'll always be plugging. Always well, be plugging. we're very happy to plug your Hashtag book. Hashtag always be plugging. Medallion Status is my new book of stories of, of my losing fame and becoming a more a, a, a withered creature and cast iron aficionado, which is what I am today. I want to take calls like any. Yeah, let's else. go. Let's do the calls. We could have started, started taking calls an hour ago. Yeah, but yeah well, but I, I just wanted to talk. What about a delight me. to be with you guys. Thanks no, for having no, me. No, it's so oh, nice. Thank to you be for here. being so, here. Do we have Kevin? Kevin, are you out there? Yes. Ah, Kevin, well, welcome hey, to the show. Kevin. Welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Hampton, Virginia. Is Hampton, Virginia associated with Hampton Roads? <laughs> I don't know what Norfolk. is Hampton Roads. Is it associated with near Norfolk, Virginia? Yes, it's near Nor- Norfolk. Yeah, and so you, you uh, Norfolk, do you have flooding problems this time of year? Uh, so far, it's good. The weather is actually beautiful right now. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice time to go for a walk. So, if it's a beautiful day, beautiful day for going for a walk, I think your question is going to tie right in. What is your question? Um, so it's actually slightly different. My question is, I'm looking for advice for how to proposed to my girlfriend. Well, oh, do it on a beautiful it, day. Do yes. it on a podcast right now. Yes. <laughs> Where is she? The, and the great, part is, the great part is you don't know exactly when the podcast is going to air, so it'll be a surprise <laughs> to both of you. Yeah. But uh, John, do you have advice for him, for uh, Kevin? Well, first of all, um, c- congratulations on taking the, this big step in your life. Less congratulations for consulting strangers on a podcast before actually <laughs> breaking the news to your, I hope, fiance. I hope she says yes. Is, is it a woman that we're talking about who is your, your beloved? Yes. Okay. And um, yes. uh, uh, it seems like you have maybe some A, B options in your mind to, to consider. Like, yeah. What, what are your, what are your, what are you so, thinking on? My main conundrum is I don't know whether to do a more like traditional surprise proposal um or to do something a bit more like mutual where it's like i don't really surprise her but we kind of do it together if that makes sense. like if you go to a, a proposal booth <laughs> she, yeah. would, she would see that, that would be coming. Convenient. yeah 
Yeah. Well, does That's she see exactly it? what I need? Right. Does she see it coming? How long have you been? How long have you been dating? We've been dating for a couple years, and we've talked yeah. about it. So we've we've agreed in principle. I would say we're pre-engaged. Have you picked out rings? Have you mulled rings? We have. We have done. Oh it well, kind of sounds like the information uh, about the ring. Yeah. So uh, I think you need to add an element of surprise at this point. Yeah, that's I think my that's, that's my feeling. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be cool since you since you basically you have you are, I presume you have a prenup already established, right? Yeah. Do you have cho- do you have children? <laughs> yeah. uh, have you already share a home? house? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, seriously, do you have kids together? I don't. I don't. Right now, I really have very little of, of valuable of substance. So right here's now. what I, have, I uh, now, John. Nothing. You're selling yourself short. I think you've got something no, very Kevin, valuable. this is yeah. going to be great. So, John, I'm asking you to evaluate my proposal as a judge, okay. my suggestion, rather, regarding a proposal. And, Kevin, you can then evaluate both sides of this if you choose. So <laughs> suggest to your uh, soon-to-be fiancé that you're going to go out to dinner. Do you guys go out to dinner regularly? Is there a regular place you go? Yes. Yes. What is it? Come on, um, plug him. So she lives in New York. Oh. Yeah, she lives in New York. Um, and we like to go to this place called Prince Street Pizza. Very mm. casual, though. I don't know. Yeah. So here's my issue. suggestion. Let's go, hey, honey, or my dear, or my esteemed colleague. Darling. <laughs> let's go have pizza and then stumble. Stumble in a, in a comedic... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a, I want, I don't want to invoke Jerry Lewis, but that sort of thing where you're now you're blocking her path, <laughs> and you're and you're on your knee. Uh huh. See Whoops. where I'm going here? Yeah. The accidental knee drop. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. And then, hey, sweetie, <laughs> would you marry me? Kind of thing. And and then you then you're excited to go for pizza. That's definitely better than like putting the ring on the pizza. Yeah, the ring on the pizza oh, doesn't great. Uh, yeah. She bites into it. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah there, 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 are many, there are too many ways that can go wrong. Yeah. Uh, your name is, Ke- is Kevin, is that correct? Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, all right. Kevin yes. from Hampton. Kevin, so or you guys don't, you guys don't live in the same city. Are you going to relocate to New York? I am planning to move to New York, yes, in the next month and a half. Oh, okay. Where does she, where, why don't you just secretly move in one day when she's at work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this shaving like paying kit? The, the high rent. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm, I'm happy that you're taking this step. I think that you should do... You have the ring already, because that's usually the element of surprise, is you pop that <laughs> ring out. Do but you have the ring? Do you have, do you have a, an engagement ring? I'm in, the process. A, I'm in the process of getting it. I'll have it soon. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think Bill's advice is very good. I would, I would, I would suggest that m- m- maybe you – Bill is nodding along. He agrees that his advice is very good. I would suggest that maybe you you go easy on the Jerry Lewis pratfalls because you might hurt yourself. <laughs> if Prince Street Pizza is someplace that is special to you, then you should go there. And I think, uh, I, but if it, you know whatever, go to a, just go to a nice place that's special to you, and just say, hey, you know what? We've been talking about it a lot, and I'm really ready to take this step. Will you be my uh, my life partner? Here's a piece of jewelry I bought, and it'll be terrific. Well, here's, uh, here's another important, would, here's an important assume, piece of information. I'd avoid the phrase piece of jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, here's a, here's, a, here's a circular symbol of my undying love. Oh, wait, here's an important piece of information. Is your your beloved, is she fond of surprise? Is this a person who likes things regimented, a, or is this a person who would appreciate a, a spontaneous gesture? 
This is where I'm, yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think she would appreciate it, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know if she knows, well, to be honest with you. You don't know that she, so, you, but you guys have discussed marriage in the past, right? We talked about an engagement yeah. ring, yeah. right? Crying out loud. You said, you said you're yeah. pre-engaged. So this is the yeah. thing where you're, you're, put, <laughs> you're, you're putting her up on a jumbotron in Madison Square Garden and getting down on your, getting down on one knee in front of the, everyone who's assembled to see the Rangers or whatever. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not putting in a position where she could be humiliated or embarrassed in any way. I'm, I, I and Bill, and I, I dare say Corey as well, are suggesting that you just find him at some point. One of you has to say to the other, let's do it. I mean, let's actually get married. Let's stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to mm-hmm. initiate it, then it's that, that just go to a special thing and just say, this is it. I think we should do it. You know what I mean? Okay. But the other option. The other, <laughs> the other option is is um, uh, what? Will you tell me the name of your future fiance? Her name is Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, oh, that's okay. a gr- that's a great name. Then the other option is just play her this. Hey, Lisa, it's me, John Hodgman. Kevin wants to marry you. Yes or no? Here's a ring. <laughs> now you put that on your phone. You, and you, you got you got the sound clip. Yeah, you put that on your phone and you play it for her at the pizza place. Oh, oh, wow. Actually, can I try that? I think she's there. Where? At the pizza place right now? She's waiting no, for you? with you all. What? She's here? Oh, my I God. So. Wait. Oh, what? What? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. What? What is happening? Co-producer Lisa <laughs> Wang. Wait a second. What? We have a producer Kevin in the next Hampton. studio named Lisa who lives in New York City. Lisa... Can Lisa get in here? I th- I think we need to bring Lisa in here. This is she embarrassed? Uh, She's amazed. She is looking kind of shocked. I have to say, I'm kind of shocked. I had no idea this was coming. <laughs> I my, I myself am kind of caught off guard. I feel Lisa. Lisa, oh, she is. You got to her. Look at that! Wow. Hi, I'm John. I've never met you before. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm I want you to you. know that my advice to Kevin was. Privately go have dinner at a special place. <laughs> but you know, I didn't, ex- not, I didn't realize that I was being advice. conned and sandbagged into essentially a jumbotron proposal from Kevin. Okay, Kevin, I will tell you, she looks shocked, but she does look happy. She does not look. She's. She's not. She's not shaking her head. That mic isn't on, Lisa. You have to share with me. I'm extremely confused by this. Have you, have you met Kevin before? Kevin? Yeah, is, is this somebody you know? Hey, Kev. <laughs> Wait, is, is that, is that a good Kevin. reaction? <laughs> yeah. We can edit it out. Oh, my God. She's tearing up, Kev. Ooh. Way to go, man. Uh, we all had fun. They're mainly tears of shock, hey. but... <laughs> hey, Lisa. Will you marry me? Oh, my God. Um... Okay, yes, sure. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to step out as I am extremely confused by you. (laughs) No, you're not. You're delighted. I I am. I don't really think there's anything confusing about this. I think this is actually pretty straightforward. I think you're a crazy mofo, but yes. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Cool. Kevin, congratulations. Jordan, were you in on this? Thank you. Young woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was amazing. Lisa, I just want you to know. She's looking very happy and very confused yeah. since, since you can't uh, be here to see it. <laughs> I wish you both the best. Yeah.
Uh, wait, wait a second, John. As a and judge, I will not marry you. No, uh, I, I was not. about to ask no, no, if you could no, no. marry them right here on the podcast <laughs> no, because no. that would be awesome. <laughs> I am, I, I am ordained, but I don't, I don't do it as a rule. But thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Best of luck to you. Congratulations. Oh, Kevin, that was that was <laughs> wow. well played. That was uh, well wow. played. You played everybody here. That's uh, that's a high level. If I had a hat, I would take it off to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I try to be unpredictable. This is an extraordinary moment. But I am charmed and by we're... the note. Let's rap with Kevin and get on to the next caller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he proposes to his girlfriend while we're here. Kevin, all right, Kevin, thank you, Maybe man. Maybe this is going to be an all-proposal show. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where we're headed. Yeah, Carry hopefully on. that doesn't happen again. You, you know what? I Look, I, I work for a different podcast network, so I can't steal that. But yeah, that's yours, Corey. You could do an all-proposal call-in show, and it would just be the most popular thing on Earth. That's a big thats big money right there. All right. There. I, th- I think we need another caller yes, then. Ma- maybe, maybe somebody with a pet. Stick around for more science rules after this. protein to fuel results but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day stop punishing yourself and get to gnc for the best protein in the game including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more we're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies your favorite cereals indulgent desserts and more so bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices fuel your fitness with protein at gnc Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Science Rules is back. Laurel. Laurel, you're out there. Hi. <laughs> Where are you calling from? Hi. Wherever you're calling from, it sounds very happy. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm in Ms. Cam's class in Roanoke, Virginia, in her science class. You're in someone's science? You're in a science class right now? Right now? Yes. Would you like uh, Bill to say hello class. to your whole science class? Yes. Greetings, uh, Roanokians. Uh, uh, science rules. So you're you're you called for a purpose. You're you're seeking some advice, which we, as you know, have a limitless supply thereof. Yes, Laurel. What's what's your uh, question? I was wondering if you could help me and my friend decide a science fair project. So, see, of course he can. Uh, so, uh, what is your area of um, interest? What, yeah, of what are you studying? Academic, uh, yes. What's the what's the purview here? What grade are you in? Um, I'm in tenth grade. Awesome. Tenth grade was a good um, one for me. <laughs> so, in tenth grade, are you doing physics yet, or are you doing chemistry? I'm doing chemistry. All right. Have you, and you've boiled uh, red cabbage to make a universal indicator. No, we've not done that. So what everybody... That's already number one with a bullet. I don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So then, uh, then we recommend that, and we recommend the analysis that you're going to present having to do with the donation or acceptance of protons. 
That's what we're hoping for there. Okay, that sounds interesting. And acids and bases. And so if you leave Roanoke someday and go to college in Berkeley, California, you can go to you can take chemistry classes in Lewis Hall, after whom Lewis acids and bases are named. It's like it's a real deal. Just saying. So the acids and bases would be an inorganic kind of thing you could do. But if you want to go organic, uh, you can make the models of alkenes, alkanes, and alkynes. But as, if you do that, I hope you'll tie them to climate change. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting. Yeah, yeah. A, science fair, a science fair project that has it sort of speaks to global problems. Uh, so you guys a, in 10th grade, plus. are you 15 when you're in 10th grade? Are you 16? Oh, older. Uh, 15. Oh, yeah. I was wrong. I was 15 for a while. I have high school age children. I should know this too. <laughs> well, you have people to keep track of that. That's but, right. So, uh, yeah, that's your agent's problem. So you yours. are going to come of age where it's going to become clear that we have to find ways to take carbon dioxide out of the air. And that in general can be done with if we have unlimited electricity. <laughs> That made my people very excited. <laughs> so if you're asking for a project, I do something to, that has to do with carbon dioxide. And maybe consider carbonic acid, the reason the ocean is getting more acidic, and present data that are documented about how many tons of carbon dioxide the ocean soaks up every year, for example. And yeah, I would find a way to measure the carbon dioxide concentration in Roanoke. Go for it. That would be really interesting. Could be. I hope it's interesting. It's science. I think it's fantastic. I think it's an A+. Plus. So, <laughs> so, also, uh, also, can you add on to it, though? Baking soda volcano? Oh, Just throw one in there? Uh, yeah. So the, Which involves carbon dioxide. So That's right. what we want... Okay. People make fun of the baking soda volcano. I'm not making fun of anything. No. But people do. They're out there. Not you, John. People no. out there. It's classic. Bad, bad judges of judgment. That's what they do. But the one thing I want people to remember is when you make a carbon dioxide, a vinegar and baking soda volcano, the gas that's produced is exactly the same gas as comes out of real volcanoes. Uh, we do not get hydrogen sulfide from uh, baking soda vinegar, but you do get carbon dioxide. So do I'm listening to your laughter and um, gigglement. Yeah. I, it's a great word. It's, it, I believe it's engigglement. Engigglement. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're yeah. engigglement. It sounds like you're responding favorably to carbon dioxide as much as you, of course, would love acid-based universal, acid <laughs> universal indicator. So uh, carry on, Laurel. Thank you. And what's your teacher's name again? My teacher's name is Miss Can. Miss Can. Yeah. Miss Can, you're doing great work. You're getting kids uh, passionate about chemistry. You know, magicians say it's all done with mirrors, but you know what we say in chemistry? What What do we say, Bill? It's yeah. all done with molecules. Ah. So carry on, Laurel. But Miss Can, can this is John Hodgman. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Uh, Laurel has a phone in class. You should probably you should probably confiscate it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they're not allowed to have them, but today we made an exception. I think right. I think this is a very good reason for an exception. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry to narc on Laurel, but it's pretty clear she's got a phone. <laughs> Carry on, you crazy kids. That's uh, great. Keep up the good work, Miss Can. Seriously, 10th grade is very important year, and make sure that people learn to do algebra when they're doing chemistry. Algebra is the single most reliable indicator of whether or not a person pursues a career in a technical field. And uh, just 
it's hard for everybody. You got to balance your equations. You just got to. It's just practice, practice, practice. Carry on, Miss Can. All right, uh, who are we Ma- talking Malcolm, to now? Malcolm, you're out there. I'm out here. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, Blue Hill, Maine. Blue Hill, Maine. All Malcolm, right. I know that town very well. And why is that? Indeed. Well, I I live part of the year in an unnamed coastal town on the Blue Hill Peninsula in Maine. That was the subject of my most recent book, Vacation Land, that came out a couple of years ago, and the precursor to this new book, Medallion Status, which also talks a little bit about Maine, but not as much. So, uh, Malcolm, uh, as a Blue Hillian, are you an ocean person or a lake person? I think it's, this is uh, if it's a peninsula. Ocean person. I'm actually a resident of that same unnamed town. I'm at my grandmother's poaching her Wi-Fi right now. Oh, okay, cool. So, you're are you in the library or at your grandma's house? I get misunderstood. Oh. I'm at my grandmother's. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Blue view, Hill. View, listeners rather need to know that. So yeah, you uh, have a question, Malcolm. Yeah, it's a family debate we have. Um been working on the water my whole life. And does the tide affect the wind? Because some, I think it does. It seems when the tide switches, which you know what time it does, we forecast it every day, that the wind changes at that moment more or less. And I have an aunt who's in the, she's a biologist and sort of my go-to science person, and she maintains that I am a Looney Tune. So mm-hmm. I think you you may be uh, you, you're you're falling into uh, the classic uh, correlation uh, and causation. That's what I'm talking about, yes. Corey Powell. Uh, correlation meaning things happen at the same time doesn't mean that one causes the other. So uh, I am open-minded, of course, but I believe just the expression "tides," the tide implies the motion of the ocean without respect to the weather. Correct. This is induced by the moon and the sun. The sun's about almost exactly half the influence of the moon at its distance. So what? how long have you entertained this hypothesis, Malcolm? Oh, probably about 10 years going around. Um, so the key thing the reach in science, and sort of the, the ocean around here, it seems like the wind, once the tide switches, the wind will either pick up or sort of abate. It's interesting. What do you do? What do you do on the water, Malcolm? Uh, tugboat stuff. Oh, fantastic! I've heard. You know, I've heard. There's a lot of lore in Maine. There's a lot of lore in Maine, and a lot of lore of the ocean. Yes. That the the person who works on the water develops a a, a very in, intuitive but folkloric observational Folk knowledge. Folkloric observational. Yeah. I've. But I, what I'm saying is, Malcolm. Bill Nye called you a Looney Tune. He's shut down your theory not, of 10 years. I did years. not go with Looney Tune. He thinks it is unsupported by data. You've heard it, you've heard it from himself. He was going to get to the data question. We'll, we'll circle I, back to that. I, would bet, I bet you that if you, if you asked around to people who aren't your mother, who obviously doesn't want you to succeed uh, and <laughs> wants to shut that. you down at all times. Well, but she, if you asked other, wants, other men and women challenge. who worked on the water, there would be all kinds of obs- – I've heard that before from people who work on the water, that – that it gets windy when the t- when the tide changes. I've I'm, heard that before, and I'm just I'm not saying that it's da- it's not d- data, it's anecdote. But I I understand why you you came to that conclusion. But as you as as you know, Bill Nye and your mother are correct, and you're wrong. Well, John, well, John you, you you just got right to the crux of the issue, which is uh, collecting data. That uh, you know, if you have this hunch, you have this feel this intuitive feeling that this must be true. Uh, you just start a logbook. You probably keep a logbook with you anyway, uh, keeping track of other things. You actually log, you know, when the when the wind changes, when the tide changes. And uh, Bill, here's one question: Do sea surface temperatures change with the tides? Could that have any effect? Sea surface oh. temperatures must change with the tides, huh? or must rather, hmm. rather, 
I would hypothesize that they often do because of layers of water exchanging. So could that be having coast, an effect on the winds? Especially in peninsular areas. So <laughs> no, so uh, they could have an effect on the wind. So Malcolm, well, Corey jumped in there with the since, con- since you got correlation else to- is not causation, but correlation just huh? might change the day. Anyone? It's anyone. Awesome. So, Malcolm, try keeping track. And the the key, I think, really here is time. So you have to you have to keep track of the clock time uh, with some precision. Because if you're off a half hour this way, forty five minutes that way, you're gonna you're gonna have a blurry thing. You know that uh, you know what it, we when we say the slack between high and low, low and high. All, you can just lose track during the slack of what's supposed to happen. So if you don't mind doing all that and calling us back someday, that would be very welcome, Malcolm. I'll start keeping notes in my fish book. Ask, uh, ask Eric he's, Blake what he thinks about this, too, because he's often got a good theory. Eric and, Blake's a Blue Hillian? But, no, he lives in the same unnamed coastal town mm-hmm. near Blue Hill. Mm-hmm. But I would say this. To keep your own logbook for sure, but of course— NOAA, the the National Oceanographic uh, AA, or I can't remember what the rest Oceanic of it is. Atmospheric <laughs> Administration. They, I'm sure they have all of this data granular down going back years. So you could look there too, don't you think? They certainly have the tide data. They the tide have the winds. data you can get. Yeah. But it's the wind is the question. So you'd have to shut off the engines, uh, come to a still, come, come uh, dead calm. Heave to, dead calm, heave and two. then measure the wind. Yeah. Great. So have at it, Malcolm. Thanks for your call, man. I'm jealous of you that you're there Please. and I'm not. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you. Malcolm, I'll right. see you around town. Get back All right. to you guys. Okay. Uh, good, uh, good luck Bye. with your data collection. Science Rules will be right back. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You're listening to Science Rules. Amy, Amy, are you out there? Hi. Hello. Where, can you hear me? Yes, yes oh, we yes. can. Where Hello, call, Amy. Where are you calling from? I'm from Chicago. Chicago. Fantastic. Uh, it's a toddling town. Uh, so, do you have a you have a question? I do. I do. So, it's more of a question of advice. So, I'm currently in business school, and I'm thinking about what I want to do after school. And a question that me and my classmates often wrestle with is, do you think that it's possible to have an impactful career but also have a good life at home? Or do you have to sacrifice having a good personal life in order to have an impactful career? Oh, no, I just ask because I know that you guys have both had storied careers. They're completely incompatible. <laughs> no. Yeah, and the way you can tell is Bill has a little. There's a tear rolling down his cheek yeah, right well, now just because all of, the yeah, time. Yeah. No, hold it, um, um, Amy. You're in the throes of business school. Yeah. And I suspect from time to time it sucks, where you are working problems that seem completely 
irrelevant to one's everyday life. Furthermore, the expectations of your professors and the pressure to compete with your classmates makes the whole grad school thing kind of a drag. Yeah. Is that a true fact or a false nope. fact? So there's a whole world out there. And what I advise graduates of any uh, discipline from any college within a university or elsewhere is just get started. When you get out of school, just get started. Just start doing something. And your personal mm -hmm. life will emerge. It might be volleyball, co-ed volleyball. It might be uh, cast iron seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> but your personal life... Might be co-ed cast iron seasoning. Co-ed cast iron seasoning. Wow. That is some hot stuff. So, Amy, I understand. Uh, my sense is you have anxiety, but uh, yeah, how many how many more months of grad school do you have to complete? So I graduate in June. There you go. So I've got, I've got time. Definitely now, got time. May, may I ask a couple of quick follow up questions, uh, Bill? Oh, please, yeah. please, you're the expert guest of expertise. So, Amy. <laughs> You're in business school. What? What? Just so that I understand your terms, because I did not go to business school. Because that that seemed like work. Business seemed like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I instead went when I got out of college. I went into book publishing, which is a business that doesn't have any business calling itself a business. Because I knew I would. I would be. A, I knew I could take Friday afternoons off. You know, all of book publishing shuts down on right. Friday afternoons, and you know you'd summer. never have to worry about being rich. No, I would. It was never going to be an issue. Right. Um, but I, but I did know that I was working within a world that had meaning to me and, and impacted the world in a way I wanted to, which was spreading good ideas, uh, yeah. and, and, and happy distraction, uh, in the form of entertainment. So what yeah. is, ha what does having an impactful career mean to you as a, as a uh, business school student and presumably someone who's going to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, no, that's like a million dollar question, right? I mean, I think I could see myself working for a nonprofit sort of like directly, mm -hmm working to help people. But I think also it could be interesting to work for like a food company, right? Because you're helping give food to people who need it and like providing nutrition to people. So like, that's kind of like the two paths that I'm looking at. I'm just not really sure. Like, I feel like there's definitely this sort of like, well, if you're not working for a huge bank or like a giant company, then like, that's not good enough. What kind oh of my. impact do you want to, you want to have a a positive impact upon the world in some way? Is that the, is that the thing? Yeah, exactly, yeah. within my career. But also I feel like sometimes people feel like if they want to have impact and they've got to work these, like, 90-hour jobs, right? Which I think that's definitely the culture of business school more, but, more than it is, say, book publishing. Fundamentally, Amy, why did you choose <laughs> business school over book publishing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know anything about the book publishing world, but now that I'm hearing about it, I hear that you get Fridays off. I just feel like I've made a giant mistake. Right, but seriously, why, why uh, did you go to business school? What, what was it that drew you there? For me, so I was an accountant before business school, and I think I just wanted to change. Like, I just didn't want to be an accountant anymore, and I wanted to learn other aspects of business, like be the decision maker, right? So, like, accountants kind of, like, look at what's already happened, and then you report on it, but I just wanted to be, like, a change catalyst. All right. Um, so, so there we go. That's, here you go. That's big. All right, Amy, 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 I got an idea for you. We yeah. are we are living, uh, you're going to be graduating or being graduated from business school at this extraordinary time in human history where we're going to have eight and nine billion people. And the one now, and I heard go by, was food. So there's going to be a revolution in food production. 
how crops are created, are uh, modified or bred to feed more people, how water is managed, mm-hmm. how food is distributed, and this whole revolution having to do something to do with the production and consumption of meat. And so all of these, every aspect of food production for feeding these billions of people who are coming along is business. I think you were in the right yeah. place in the right time in the course of human history. That's true. If you could, if you could make innovations in, in any of those fields, that would be profoundly impactful on people's and lives. it's all business. It's and, all got to be financed. And I'll tell you one, one thing that is a general rule of thumb. I think that's incredible specific advice that Bill Nye just gave yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I will also I will also say that when you are when you are doing the thing that loves that you love that inspires you that makes you feel like you have a life of meaning, your personal life never suffers. The sacrifices mm. that you make for that mission um, n- do not feel like sacrifices, and the people that you surround yourself with, who also appreciate your mission, um, will be mm. with you all the way. So really the hardest oh. thing in life is tuning into what it is that you love, what it is you care about. And if food, if food is, um, is of I think, interest, if food is right. of interest to you personally, I absolutely agree with Bill that there are many, many angles on which you could be doing a lot of good in this world using your, your skills and your, and your business school degree. So, right. Cause you, cause you have a, a fairly high level of expertise. When you walk out, you're going to have something that a lot of other people don't have. So when you put that to work, put it to work in a way that that means something to you because a lot of other people don't have that opportunity. And, you know, Bill also gave some very good advice earlier, which is just, just, jump, mm-hmm. just jump in there, get a job, take a job, start a company, start a thing, get in there. Uh, you don't know where your path is going to lead. So worrying too much about it ahead of time is counterproductive. <laughs> and then my yeah. experience is – now, I didn't go to business school. I went to engineering school. But – once you're out there, nobody asks you, hey, Bill, what did you get? What grade did you get in heat transfer three years ago? Nobody asked you that. Well, I'm and curious. S- why won't you tell me? <laughs> I did okay. I, was, <laughs> I, I got it. I want to see the long form of your transcript. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what I'm saying is people – it sounds like people in your business school are competitive. And we all, I think, have a tendency to fret over grades or grade point average and all that stuff. Just – don't fret too much. Just get her done. Get her done. Yeah, get out of there. Get out in the world. <laughs> All right, Amy, thank you for your call. Just Good go luck, get Amy. them and keep us posted get, when get, you're taking over the world. You. Get out there and tune in to what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy. Don't talk yourself into happiness. You know it when you feel it. Amy from Chicago.com. It's huge. <laughs> All right. oh, wait, Amy, Amy, Amy. I'm going to be at the Chicago uh, Humanities Festival November the 3rd, presenting my new book, Medallion Status. Don't miss it if you can. It's a great moment to find inspiration. Sounds great. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Yeah, take care. All right. Thank you for calling. Anyone who wants to see me on tour for Medallion Status can go to johnhodgman.com slash tour. There, I said it. Your homepage. That's right. Bill! Bill, it's time for the lightning round. Yes, with Dr. John Hodgman. John, yes. what's your favorite piece of trivia? Well, I just learned. <laughs> I My favorite, it's like choosing between my children. But I did just learn that Pope Innocent VIII gave special permission to the Prince Regent of Saxony to add butter to their Christmas stolen bread after it was after it was illegal for many many years. Why was it illegal for so many years? It uh, it was um, 
I, I believe it was a religious reason. I believe it was it was too too uh, uh, rich. Uh, yeah, it was uh, we sacrifice, right? Flagellate. Yeah, ourselves. exactly. Yes, this uh, is in this is in the 15th century. It was a while ago. And that yeah. and that letter giving the 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 prince of Saxony the right to put butter in the stolen bread was called the butter brief. The butter brief. Ah, and that's I, probably that's somebody a, that's bought a great it at auction. Yeah. Some amazing document. Essentially, it was an indulgence. The the duke, the the the, the prince regent of Saxony wanted to put butter in, so he paid off the pope to get the, get the and it the, made everybody the indulgence. Yeah, right. So, John, are you Mac or PC? I am uh, Mac all the way. Now, why do you say that? Well. Um, there was a brief period of time. Of course, you're referencing the series of commercials that I made which one thousand years ago. Very good. In which I played the PC to Justin Long's The Mac. Uh, wonderful guy. Great job. Miss it every day. Guess what? Apple, I'm in wardrobe. Call me up. I'm ready to come back. <laughs> Put me in, team. Uh, your favorite airport lounge? Oh, uh, that would be the Delta Sky Club in, um, I got to say, at JFK right now. Why? Um, what, what, what takes it had it been, up? It had been, it had been LAX, mm. uh, but they they moved to terminals and, they, and they're building a new terminal in the makeshift uh, the makeshift lounge they have at LAX right now is pretty crummy. It's a, well, it's, oh, the humanity. You can read all ship. about the Sky Club in my new book, Medallion Status, bit.ly slash medallion status by John Hodgman. So, John, uh, as a judge, what is the hardest case you've ever judged? Is a hot dog a sandwich. Uh, how do you feel about the mustache, facial hair? The one that I have? Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. I, I wouldn't wear it if I didn't have it. Well, what, what do you think it does for you? The mustache, uh, uh, I think, alone um, makes me look like a uh, what, what do you call it? A, a silent movie, a, a silent movie villain. Yes, a villain. Yeah, a villain. Yeah, and I and I wanted to get away from the round, pasty, baby faced man that I was. Mm-hmm. I wanted so to. You, you sort of imagine yourself kind of tying the the yeah. the, the damsel also, to the tracks. I had, I had turned. Yes, that's and, and all of my roles, as I talk about in Medallion Status, my, my new book, I am some kind of mustache creep. Some, mm-hmm. some some kind of evil guy, some kind of jerk, some kind of two-timer, and I always get killed or written off the show. I just wanted to grow a mustache for the same reason all weird dads grow their mustaches when they're in their 40s. It's a signal to the outside world that uh, my evolutionary purpose is done. Uh, how does the wife feel about the mustache? She's come around, but it took a long time. Mm-hmm. Today is our 20th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. As we're recording this. Wow. How, uh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you very much. And you know, you know, do you know how I proposed to her? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did propose to her twenty years ago, and you know how? Presumably not on a podcast. No, I tricked her on a podcast. Okay, tricked her. Was yep. it a pizza? Go, go for it. <laughs> no, no, that was my joke. I just we had been together for ten years at that time, and I was like, this has got to happen. I love her, and so I just I don't even think I had a ring at that point. I just said, "Will you marry me?" That's how you do it. And so. she said yes. Uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, keep us but I'm hoping tonight. But, but you're getting there. Hope, we yeah, are legally married, and I'm hoping tonight yeah. to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, 20th anniversary would be a sweet time to do it. Would it. Be, I'm, I'm, it seems symbolic somehow, so yeah. I hope it'll work. But, John, this has just been a delight, man. Bill. Thank you for taking the time. You are a true inspiration. No, I'm sorry I accused you of bullying me at the brunch <laughs> table. No, I was... I was just making a joke. No, I wanted you to be happy. I, I thought know. that you were reluctant to bring the cast iron thing home. 
the woman with to whom you've been married at that time, 19 and a half years, would have been skeptical of this choice? No, she would be, it would be the writing in character. She would understand why it had happened. And I think you would get joy out of it. So I encourage you next time you accidentally stumble upon a Griswold cast iron waffle gizmo, you I, embrace it. But see, I have made a science of finding meaning and joy and being tuned into what makes you happy. Because that's the thing people don't. People don't know what makes them happy. And this People, is, we talk all the time about mindfulness. Being mindful of your of happiness. And what I would have said to Amy, uh, and will say to her uh, on November 3rd, the Chicago uh, Humanities Festival, johnhodgman.com slash tour. When she comes to get her copy of your new book. Medallion status, status by me, John Hodgman. Uh, and thanks you for your <laughs> get advice. Get it autographed. You know, is, is that if you, to, if you can tune into what makes you actually happy, like you want to have an impact on, on the world, right? That seems like a selfless act. But it has to start from a selfish point of a selfish place, which is what makes me happy? Because if you can figure that out, if you know when you're happy and when you're not happy and you choose a, a, a path of happiness for you, you're going to have a much stronger impact on the world if you're coming from that place. God, that's that really is just a fantastic. Which is all insight. just how to say, I, can yeah, I swear on this? I yeah. I, 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 I knew I didn't fucking want that waffle maker. Uh, okay. I knew. I know what I like and what I don't like, okay, Bill Nye. Okay, I okay. knew. Right, don't anyway. worry. If, I, if something makes me happy, I take it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, John. It's John, just been a delight. Great what a delight. Here. John Hodgman has joined us today on Science Rules. His new book, as you may know, is Medallion Status. It's available in fine bookstores everywhere and the electric internet. So thank you, John. I'm Bill Nye. I am Corey S. Powell. And remember, when it comes to the expertise part of our universe... Science Rules. If you like Science Rules, and I hope you do, please take a moment to rate and review it in Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher. It helps us out and helps other people learn about the show, leaving the world a better place, so thank you. Be sure to follow me on the electric internet for information about when to call into the show. I'm at Bill Nye on, well, on everything, on the electric Twitter machine and the, Insta the gram and so on. Meanwhile... If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, give us a call at 201-472-0785. That's 201-472-0785. Science Rules is produced by Jordan Bell and our own Corey S. Powell, with extra production from Lisa Wang, the very same Lisa Wang, and Ashley Warren, who screened your calls today. Our engineer today is Jared O'Connell. Mixing an original theme music by Casey Halford. Special thanks to Claire Rawlinson. Chris Bannon is the chief content officer, the CCO of Stitcher. And at Stitcher, you know, science rules. Stitcher. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.